electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber, at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Futures are a little soft to start the week as this China data disappoints. A lot of news headed our way, though. Later this week, 60 S&P companies report earnings, retail sales. We'll get that NDX rebalance on Friday night. Our roadmap begins with the busy week ahead for earnings as the markets come off the best week since March. Futures do point to a bit of a rally pause. Plus, we'll have Ford in focus this morning. It's slashing prices on its F-150 Lightning. And AT&T's downgraded at City. It's now on pace for its ninth day in the red. And trading at lows, it has not seen that stock since 2000. Let's begin, though, with the markets, including that busy week ahead on the earnings front, Jim. We got 11 percent of the S&P in so far, tracking a 6 percent beat. Uh, B of A thinks we'll finish the quarter up three, maybe. Look, I think that we're seeing a lot of companies that are uh, actually doing much, much better than expected. I love the Wells Fargo net interest income. Uh, goes from 10 to 14. I thought J.P. Morgan's quarter was really one of the tour de force. A growth stock, I mean, up 20 percent growth. David, interestingly enough, PepsiCo and ConAgra downgraded today. They don't have the growth that the superior banks have. Really? Yeah, they don't. It's kind of amazing. By the way, J.P. Morgan, Yeah. I mean, it's just a class by itself. It's almost as if it's the NVIDIA of the banks. Oh, you know, interestingly, on a macro level, the commentary we got, we went through it on Friday, but it's worth a recap, I, was here. I think. You were here. We were all not, here. Not what do you mean? You were here on Friday. We're, I went here. Yeah, but I was You weren't really, here late in the day. I wasn't day. in Mad Money. I no, was only here. For us, you were here. So that's all that I all think right, about. I just, people say, where are um, you mad? So, I mean, coming to, back to the consumer, though, just try to get a sense for things, right? What, J.P. Morgan, consumers in good shape, spending down excess cash. City, you're not hearing any alarm bells ringing from me at here at all. This is on the call. In the right. U.S. consumer, I think we see U.S. consumers resilient. Wells Fargo, overall credit quality strong. Balance sheets remain healthy. Right. Um, yeah, and that you do good. see this, you know, this Richemont, some of the one of the oh, not luxury. just Richemont. Uh, Ferragamo was down, and, and LVMH on not on China 5%. and the weakness there, which you'd expect. Sort of oh, when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's on China, right. but it's not. It's on U.S. looking not great towards the end of the quarter of the reported quarter. I'm telling you, it's vacation. It's just about vacation. That's what people are doing. They're not buying. It's not a. It's not a. It's not an era when retail is doing anything other than, Carl, I'm not getting anything bad about Amazon Prime. Everybody else seems to be, uh, well, let's just say second rate. Yeah. Uh, well, we do know that uh, biggest sales day ever, according to Amazon last week. Today, Goldman makes it still their top e-com pick, even though they upgrade uh, Yelp and Chewy. Yes. I thought Chewy, they said, look, people are buying things uh, that are non-discretionary. But I can sit through here and say, okay, listen, I've got a rebalancing coming for the for uh, NDX. At the same time, I've got notes of every single company that is being rebalanced is also being uh, price target increased. So I don't know what's going to happen. Look, I think some of these price target increases are just following uh, like an alphabet. 
But uh, and or, or even Morgan Stanley on Apple. At the same time, these are winners, and you find yourself hard pressed to sell them. Uh, Meta is a good example. B of right. A goes to three fifty. Jim mentions Apple. Morgan Stanley goes to two twenty. Even Costin last night talking about the rebalance said historically doesn't really ding the names that are getting de-weighted. He spends a huge amount of time in that piece talking about the rebalance and then basically says it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I, mean, I read it, David. I, I read it and I, and I watched season six, you know, I watched uh, episode six and seven of The Bear. Oh, you did? Yeah, and you also watched, eight, You got to seven fishes? We oh, only, my whoa, God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, that doesn't, does no, that no, tell it you doesn't anything? Give yeah, any I don't want to know. I've only watched I, one and two. Well, I'm just saying that of the things that people are doing, yeah. they're reading costume on Sunday and they're watching them Anybody who's reading David Costin on a Sunday night, that's a sad, sad thought. Why? Well, I, I told you I was a pathetic parody of the human mind. But you have to understand, Costin's the best reading I've got. Um, we do have some bulls coming, uh, getting, finding some legs. Yardeni Jim is a good example. Yes. 4,800 to 5,400 in the next 18 months. And Ed's been pretty bullish so yeah, far. Yeah, I want to say, I mean, Ed was on this morning, and those who read Ed uh, each morning know, really nailed this. And Ed has been on a bunch of times. Sometimes you feel like when they're on a lot, David, they're not that rigorous. Mm -hmm. But what he's been on about is, look, get on board. Uh, He's not been fighting the Magnificent Seven. Should he be? No, you can't. You just can't, right? Well, I I keep telling you that Yul Brenner is NVIDIA, okay? Mm -hmm. And Steve McQueen is in doubt. We don't know. It seems like it's Tesla. Tesla, yeah, well... Cybertruck, they got one off the, uh, yeah, off the production line. I know. A couple I, years I, late, but better I, late look, than never. I think that there's some people who just say, look, I want to have something connected with Musk. They certainly don't seem to be the advertisers for uh, Twitter. Well, you're referring to uh, his comments about Twitter. But as for Tesla, there it is, as, as Carl said, two years of delays. And I, you know, I had talked about uh, that a bit that with uh, Musk a bit when we sat down on it's May 16th. It's a while back already. Right. Uh, I did get to see, although in the plant, and there, there are all the workers, they actually shield you a bit when you're sort of walking through from being able to see the production line the same way that you could see the production of the other vehicles in the plant very clearly. <clears throat> uh, it was a bit harder. They had kind of walls up. But... Uh, there it is. And what's it going to mean for the F-150 Lightning, which, you know, oh. there, and there I am. Yeah, there, you know, well, I, 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 I just, uh, you know, took my little picture in front of the Self-promotion king. <laughs> God, why don't we have a picture of you and Bob Iger? I mean, sure, really? I can I can give you any number of those. I've got lots of different Bob Iger uh, pictures, run, me uh, and Bob. Through the years, I can give them to you if you'd like. Would you like a, we could do a slideshow. I have an Eddie Q thing we could run. That people just said Eddie Q never does anything public with Kramer gone. Eddie Q, by the way, messy. They got that deal's happened, and that well, was in that part was, thanks to right, Apple and right. Eddie Q. I know. Look, I think there's a making lot. a huge commitment to to MLS. I uh, don't you think it was big? Yes. Well, remember you you have some players that are coming in, and but also what you have is the, the Vision Pro, where I felt that I had to dodge a soccer ball. Before it hit in the net, I thought it was coming right at my head. Get hit in the head. Yeah, I don't. Him. I don't want a concussion protocol. You can see to believe protocol. that there are going to be applications in sports that are paramount for the for the Vision Pro. Well, no, I'm you brought right. it up last week, obviously well, in relation was, to ESPN and a potential partner, as Iger made clear they are looking for, or at least considering for ESPN, might be Apple because of 
the applications for the Vision Pro? Well, because of the, our rules about accepting gifts, I turned down a $30,000 courtside seat for a game. But I would just watch it on my Vision Pro. 30,000? That's how much the last game was going for, 30,000. Oh, the but finals of the, the NBA? Or? Of the, no, of the Knicks. The Knicks playoff games. Really? Yeah, and you've got a provision right there. I would much prefer that than courtside. You can get hurt on courtside. A lot of sweat, too. There's a lot of sweat. Yeah, yeah but do you, feel the, do you feel the crowd around you? Can you yeah, feel the you energy in the, yes. in the arena? You definitely hear the smack talk. Ah, oh, David right. doesn't understand. I mean, frankly, those seats are, you could be at a Taylor Swift concert, and you could be in the front row with Vision Pro versus the seats that you would get, which would probably be in the 700 section. That's actually true. Well, I didn't even go, as I've made clear, uh, but but I did have close family that did go, and I don't know what they paid, and I never want to know. They paid a lot more than the Vision Pro. That's why the Vision Pro is the. And by the way, the ATT better start giving away the really Vision Pro. You really think my 17-year-old daughter? I could have been like, here, just put these on. Yeah, it's the same. Basically, oh, yeah. the same. Yeah, it's the same. Don't worry. The sound quality's better. Uh, David does mention these price t- uh, cuts uh, of the F-150 Lightning, uh, which Phil LeBeau brought you a few moments ago, Jim. Um, it kind of ties in with the Wells note on Tesla, where they raise the target to 265, but they do see gross margin, auto gross margin falling to 17. When, when you read the Ford notes, they're not alluding to anything about demand. They're saying demand is very strong. But I think Phil LeBeau made this great point, which if, if demand is so strong, why are you cutting price? And... I've been going back and forth with Ford. That's a big price cut, Jim. That's $10,000. It's very big. They claim they can make, the, make it much less, this new iteration. At the same time, if you can make it much less, but you keep the price up, then the gross margins go up. I mean, when I drove it, David, and there's probably footage of when I drove it versus like you with in front of the Cybertruck. I'm actually in the F-150 if we could run that. And what's interesting about it, David, is, is that you could actually, you would think that they wouldn't have to cut because it's that great a ride. Um, and it's, it's also a, if your house, you know, like this weekend, a lot of houses didn't have any power. No. If you had an F-150, I mean, no problem. Yeah, we, I should point out it was, uh, I mean, that 10000 is about 16% of the purchase price in terms of a reduction. Yeah, well, you know, Phil Bell pointed um, that out. So it's good that you repeated what he said. Oh, we never repeat anything on this network, Jim. Never. You get it once. And you that's just it. get it once. And then, then it goes Can't like, you just We would him? never do the Can't same story him? over I credit you over. at Disney with Iger repeatedly, even to my oh. wife. Jim, it's in, a, it's in a press release. <laughs> okay. Maybe you're right. I mean, that, that thankfully was not with Iger. That was in the moment, and it's only one place you could get it at that moment. All right. All right. Now I accept that. And in fact, since then. I accept that. I think you should. Because yeah, it's I a do. fact. Uh, as for Iger and Disney, a lot of interesting commentary today about the, the strike effect uh. on a company like Netflix, which doesn't have as much reality programming, right. let's say, but does produce a lot more overseas with workers who are not beholden to this contract. Yeah, of course we get a Netflix, as, as is always. There's someone every day who raises the uh, price target Netflix. Today was Deutsche Bank, 410 to 475. Uh, David, one of the things that I, I, I want to point out was just something that Jim Stewart said. I'd like to repeat that because we repeat here, which is that he would think that for short term, <laughs> yes. the companies that were spending a fortune yeah. maybe might not have to on, on uh, streaming. But, David, can you tell me what's really going on with national amusements? Uh, well, there was a story 
late Friday, I yes. think, reported by the journal in terms of them potentially having to restructure some debt. I mean, National Amusements, they obviously control Paramount, and Sherry Redstone controls National Amusements, which controls the vote stock of Paramount. But they're under some pressure because of back to the movie business, because yes. that's their main business in terms of generating uh, cash for national amusement. Well, I should say Paramount was but with payment of the dividend, but their main operating business is Wait, Is certainly, the timing connected to still a movie, movie that a lot of people I know panned? Mission Impossible? Yes. Panned? Who panned Mission Impossible? Panned pretty well uh, received. Uh, pretty uh, but, okay, trade it. Uh, came, came out for it. I don't know. It, 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 it did miss. It missed. It, it did missed miss. some of the expectations. It missed. Have you seen it? Have I seen it? No, but I'm going to go to Barbie on Wednesday. You should go see it. Oh, you mean like to work? No, I mean, go and enjoy, yeah, enjoy. enjoy Tom Cruise Amazing. and the entire I was, cast. I was busy reading the Wells Fargo transcript. That's right, and reading Costin, apparently. Yeah, and Costin. I, David, I'm sorry, I, I focus on homework. Get a but life. I'll be, sure, I'll be sure to go to the movies. Get a life. Why? <laughs> I've decided to, I made a decision. I really, as, as Ryan Reynolds told me, I've got a family and I've got work, and I've decided to sacrifice a family in order for work, because that's rational. When we come back, uh, AT&T extending that slump today. Another downgrade from City, as you recall, J.P. Morgan cut on Friday. Stocks now trading at a two-decade low. We'll talk about why. In the next hour, the CEOs of MGM Resorts and Marriott on their new partnership. As we're watching for futures to recover a little bit, NASDAQ has gone green. More Squawk on the Street in a moment. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Shows of AT&T are on track for what would be a ninth straight day of declines. City this morning downgrading that stock to a neutral. It had been a buy. It is citing risks from legacy-led cable exposure. AT&T and Verizon are among this month's worst performers on the S&P 500. You can see, uh, and their year performance, one-year performance has been dreadful. Uh, now, that in part, of course, is due to what we've talked about here so often, which is continuing competition uh, between those two and, of course, uh, T-Mobile, not to mention our parent company uh, and Charter as well, which both have active entrance and wireless. Um, but, Jim and Carl, this is about this, uh, these stories last week in The Wall Street Journal about right. potential negative impact of long-buried lead-wrapped cables. 
Um, and of course, a lot of them are related to phone lines underground. And many of those are owned or were at one point owned by AT&T and Verizon. Back to, the, of course, the days of the, of the uh, baby bells. Back to Mama Bell, uh, if you want to ta- uh, go that far. Frontier also caught up in this as well. Very much unclear what, if any, liability we're talking about. I'm sure the plaintiff's lawyers will be able to come up with many. But even the harm is not exactly clear at this point. But that's not uh, you know, making investors any less um, concerned and therefore right. willing to potentially sell now. Well, Sherwin-Williams had to make, well, that was before the big jackpot justice. Sherwin-Williams had to pay on lead. But what's interesting that is... Was that, that was pain. That was pain. What's interesting is, is that I had Alex Gorski on at the very beginning after Reuters story. That's J&J. About talc and talc. And asbestos. And he said, listen, we never found any asbestos. And what mattered was it, it didn't matter that the plaintiff's bar went after them. Some people say it was because they were finished with all the asbestos cases from the mesothelioma. What's interesting is, is that when you go to the forever chemicals, you go to the combat arms, these are both uh, combat arms hearing, 3M, yep. and you go to the J&J, there really is, the corporations are saying, look, none of this really happened, but the juries are yep. saying it doesn't matter. So if you were a plaintiff's guy and you just won on forever chemicals from 3M, Hey, time to shift over to lead. Yeah, you're seeing a real potential payday when the journal runs stories like that. Oh, right? it's, they've done all the work for you. Reuters had done all the work for, J, for the plaintiff's bar against J&J. Now, until one of these cases goes to the Supreme Court, and the, there is a, a distinguishment between some of the, of the districts, okay, it's possible to go to the Supreme Court, and they would be against jackpot justice, which is what the defense calls it. David, this is just a gearing up right now. The plaintiffs are, they need to find some plaintiff who feels aggrieved. I know. And then, well, how do you do that? Oh, know. how do you do that? Are you kidding me? Well, David, it does. Carl? David's so non-cynical about this. Well, the only thing I would add is that it, it's on top of what's already becoming a fiber slowdown, which right. the argument is favors uh, cable maybe a little bit, getting some share back. Yeah, I think it could, but I, I do think that we have to get I don't, I, I don't want to be too cynical, but I've gone through a lot of, even the J&J case is going on right now in California, which I think J&J is going to lose, which is a 24-year-old young man who's uh, dying right now of something that he says uh, was caused by exposure to talc. Right. And there's really no evidence that he necessarily was. But the juries don't see ATT as being a weak company. The juries say ATT's got the money to pay. Just still and, trying to, so you're saying, right, figuring out who was actually affected by it, whether water was polluted by it, what the health effects of this are, doesn't matter? I mean, no, not really. All right. We're going to have, Craig Moffat's going to join us in the next hour, sort of talk about this as well. He's written a report on it. Although, frankly, a lot of questions, no answers when it comes to this. But again, investors are just selling now. Worry well, remember, about the I, I don't think too too corroded about this. There could be people who are hurt by lead. I mean, of course. For sakes, lead of course. Is no, of course. I mean, groundwater and lead, just a disaster. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Still a lot of calls to get to. We'll talk some airlines today, uh, some semis, uh, that downgrade of some of the consumer packaged good companies. More squawk on the street when we come back. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, 
Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, about seven minutes before we get started with trading to start the week here at the uh, New York Stock Exchange. Let's get to our first mad dash. I, I've been going with this theme of the endless price target increases. And what bothers me about it is, you know, David, these, a lot of these people are trend followers. This morning, we've got price target increases from Meta, uh, from Goldman, from Credit Suisse, and from J.P. Morgan. Now, a lot of it is because Reels is real versus TikTok. But this is what I want to get at. A lot of it is because people feel advertising has gone into overdrive on the web. You're seeing it for Google, too, and for Amazon. And what I want to ask you, David, is, is that when you were out with, with, with Iger, didn't you find something that I asked PepsiCo about, which is that linear, if you do big sport, is still the best way to advertise? Or is that just a consumer packaged good anomaly? It may be a bit of an anomaly. I think you're right, though. There is still strength in terms of the, the audience that can be aggregated for live sports. Right. Which is one reason why Disney, for example, is not interested in selling ESPN, although partnering or doing a joint venture certainly is something Mr. Iger raised as a possibility. Different than some of the general entertainment cable networks, which have a harder time. Now, this is that Warner Brothers. But uh, I do think it's fair to say the advertising market for uh, traditional media, if we can still call it that, Jim, has been somewhat challenged. It hasn't been horrible, but it hasn't been good. So how much of that is shifting? Perhaps different than the likes for Meta. How much of that is shifting to Meta? And how much of that is just not bothering to do it? Also, how much, if if any, is done by AI? Because it's easy to do AI on the web. Does this thing just keep going, Jim? From I mean, look at that. Well, this Ooh. is when just this is when uh, you you have to follow it like this. This is when Zuckerberg is mean. Sorry, you go ahead. Yeah, Zuckerberg's mean. Mean. Zuckerberg turns nice. Turns nice. Yeah. Mean. This is also the fish efficiency. Efficiencies no, no, in here. No, efficiency, David. You don't buy this the is this is nasty. Yeah. And this is sweet. Oh, and this is sweet. Yeah. And this sweet. is when See, he nice guys finish is this first. When he. Beats Musk up right here. Is that where he? Well, that's all. That's all in Musk fun. Musk is sort of really. That's all in fun. Sad. Very sad. Elon Musk after. Well, his Mark name Zuckerberg. is Montoya, and no, I mean honestly, this is when the beats. Okay, so let's be a little less to the people at home. Insular. This is when David, the discussion of of Musk went from. Uh, meta, meta, the actual meta, right. right, to realization that Reels is doing well and Insta is doing well. At the same time, off the front pages for behavior that was considered to be uh, suspect. All right. Well, we'll see. Speaking of behavior, of course, we'll see. I mean, that cage match, I don't know. What's your guess? Does I, it happen? I think that it won't happen because okay. Musk is afraid. Opening bell a few minutes from here. Don't uh, forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're back right after this. The market is starting to look to the other side of the interest rate increase. And they're starting to look at inflation, which is crumbling. Inflation is crumbling. That's Kathy Wood uh, talking to us on Friday night. Uh, Tech Check, the special, uh, offering her take on inflation. Jim, the other conversation this morning is whether or not we're crossing some line where deflation will begin to crimp corporate earnings and well, results. I, I think that the, the part of deflation that is finally getting less 
uh, intractable is rent. We're hearing rent come down. Uh, but it, you have to look at the uh, comments that Wells Fargo and J.P. Morgan make. There's nothing in any of those numbers that indicates there's any inflation in any earnings, whether it be even, frankly, some commercial real estate. So I'm not buying it because the empirical data that comes from those two companies says no, it's fine. Certainly the downgrade of Pepsi would say lower costs means lower organic. For Raymond LaGuardia, Raymond LaGuardia does not look at that. What he says, David, is that, you know what? Let's take share carbonated. Let's move in big Europe. Let's take share in salty snack. So, I mean, you can look at that piece and just say, oh, it's a big macro piece. Why does he talk to Raymond? Because Raymond LaGuardia is not your typical consumer package goods analyst. By the way, look, it's harder for Conagra, but did you raise your dividend? Nice. So you like Pepsi here. This is not the old Pepsi. This has got growth of 10%. Who would, what's it going to go down to 8%? It's probably going to accelerate to 11%. Right. I don't think people realize what he's doing, LaGuardia. He is an internationalist. And by the way, Celsius, which I know you may not drink, but he's got a nice position in that, which is the fastest growing beverage in the world. So you, you may, I think you downgrade PepsiCo your own pearl. Shares of Ford are down almost 3% on that big price cut to the F-150. I'll come well, at you here because it's been a favorite of yours, well, I, it, without a doubt. And I, I want to get a, a firmer sense from you in terms of whether this is a good thing or not a good okay, thing. Okay, well, Jim Farley has said to me many times that, look, uh, we raised the price a lot because we had to. We're talking in, about the F-150 uh, in order, in, in, in order to be able to uh, cover their costs. And I think what a lot of people at home would say, well, then why does he have to law him if he has a great price, if he has this huge list of people who want it, right? right. And, God, I, I know, I don't want to sound like I'm uninformed here, but I think that there's a great contrast between what Farley's saying. Well, and you've, what you've believed that to be the case. I do. That there was great the demand for that. Well, I was you've there. Also uh, you know, take an aim at the Cybertruck, of course. Well, okay, so the Cybertruck, I think, 70% of the people who are buying this F-150 were not previous Ford people. I, I, Jim Farley maintains that there's going to be decent sales for uh, the Cybertruck, but it's not going to be traditional pickup people. Uh, I, my, my problem is, Carl, when I was at Ford, I was inundated, and I drove the F-150 Lightning, inundated with people who told me that it's all sold out. Uh, like the Bronco is sold out, and now I'm confused. And, and I, I'm confused is the way I want to put it. I'm yeah. not going to say that Jim Farley is wrong, because Farley sent me multiple things about how they can finally cut the uh, cost, which is what people want. What's interesting is that you know, we pay a lot of attention to used car prices because of the right. impact on CPI. Uh, used EV prices are falling at a multiple of the industry rate. I'm not sure why that is. I, look, I, I think that... There's no one we when it comes to EV. I think we're also going to make it so that the charging stations become far more available. David, the F-150 is a work truck. Mm-hmm. The, the Lightning is a work truck. Mm-hmm. And if you need, and I bought a 350, which is also really called the Super Duty, just so you know, you don't call it 350. Okay. And you use it for work. It may be more of a sign of small to medium-sized business not buying as many or not needing as many and therefore uh, offloading. But I also think that there's a, been a great market where you can buy it for a certain price and sell it for a higher price. There's also more friction in buying an EV. You got to get the chargers and that's expensive. And right. yeah. I, I don't know yeah, if there's time is right. crazy priced right no, now. And it does matter. Uh, I'm not sure that, that 
the novelty that might have worn off, that would be something if there was just novelty. I, I think that I, I, I'm, I'm just plain out confused about why they're not holding their value, given the fact that the president, Congress has offered you so much to be able to switch to that. But I guess, I don't know, the internal combustion engines. Well, at under 50 grand, that F-150 Lightning, and we'll see. I mean, you'd think that it would, uh, that's a pretty competitive price. I don't know where the Cybertruck is going to be priced, but of course you can see Tesla's the only of the of the big autos up this morning. And by the way, it's so far larger. I mean, 916 billion is the market value again. So not quite at that trillion or so that it did no, top out at once, but, but not that just, far. I, the, the increase in Musk's net worth is his ownership, in his ownership of Tesla has more than made up for what he paid for Twitter at this point and or right. lost given right. when he paid $44 billion, it was probably worth about $22 billion, uh, being nice I, to him. I think what matters is if, if he can get the cost down for the Cybertruck. There are enough people who just want to affiliate with Musk and own a Tesla. They don't care that it looks like a, a kind of a, I don't know, a Sherman tank. <laughs> um, yeah, well, or, or, or a Look, Lamborghini. Tank, more of an Abrams tank. Abrams, it is, yeah, Abrams Lamborghini Abrams is what uh, Farley's been saying. It's a right. boutique car. Uh, the the Israeli tanks look very similar to them. Do they? Yeah. Have you been to the gold one? I have, actually. And you know the Yeah, but I haven't, I haven't seen one up close. In Berkeley? Okay. A um, lot of labor news to get to this morning, guys. Yeah. Uh, you got the Teamsters president, uh, Sean O'Brien, telling the White House to back off, stay out of this if we do end up uh, striking. Obviously, watching the actors and the riders. UAL, though, some of the airlines putting together some 40, pilot deals. But 40% gain. I mean, that is the nightmare for Jay Powell. Jay Powell is there, and he's saying, okay, listen, the one intract, real intractable part is that labor's getting these. But, David, you know, we're not a unionized country anymore. No. No. And there is an argument that says that has been one of the key reasons why we've had such a disparity over the last 40 or 50 years in terms of... Capital and labor. Correct. Yeah. Right. And also, there are a lot of people who feel that the unions have been more in league with management than not. And that's the problem that's going on in the auto industry, where the UAW has turned somewhat uh, uh, ugly against the auto companies. It's no longer convivial. We got the screenwriters, we got the actors, we may have the Teamsters, the UAW. I mean, no, it's, is this labor's last and, stand? And What's going on here? Well, I think that everyone feels emboldened by the fact that we have a president who over and over again says, listen, we're pro-labor. You're not going to have the president seizing anything. You're not going to have the, you know, kind of like the railroad strike. The army's not going to take over the writing of the. Yeah, it's interesting because Biden's economic policy is is about strengthening labor, so to speak. It also plays out on the uh, on the antitrust front as well in terms of what the FTC, for example, has been trying to do with the DOJ. Uh, and not working very well. Uh, that leads me to Microsoft Activision, everybody, because we good, wanted to update really good you segue. on that. Thank you. No problem. Um, tomorrow midnight is when Microsoft has to close the deal or most likely increase its consideration to buy Activision from the current $95 a share cash deal it has in place because that's when the deal expires. And so we are focused on the UK and the CMA as we have been for some time. By the way, the FTC lost again. They did not get a stay um, in the Ninth Circuit. They said, nope, no way. Not Sorry. That was hacked the appeal. Yeah. There was, was no rigor to her no. analysis. Of the deal. Um, 
And so, you know, the U.S. is not an issue at all in terms of closing this deal. Where is is the uh, is the CMA still? Are and there is going to be Sony deal didn't matter. Sony, no, it matters, but it doesn't matter. No, it won't matter necessarily to what's going on in the U.K. Jim's referring to the fact that Sony basically said, "All right, we'll take the deal you've been offering us for a while, namely ten years." A lot of people feel that for Call that of Lena Duty Khan's mis- on PlayStation. Her mistaken view was that Sony may be the loser. Jeez. Um, right. So they sign up Sony. Um, PlayStation, binding agreement, keep Call of Duty on PlayStation, following the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. It's a 10-year deal. But again, we come back to the UK. Today there's a hearing. It's not involving the CMA. It is involving it, but it's not between the CMA and Microsoft. It's actually this tribunal that they've asked to adjourn, not to, uh, for their their appeal. And they're going to hear from the CMA at least. So maybe we get some sense as to where they stand in terms of their willingness to allow Microsoft to potentially close this deal with, remember what we call derogation, meaning we're going to divest some things, we're not going to have them done yet, but you're going to let us close, we'll keep the UK in a separate, sort of separate from everything else, and then when we sell those assets, then we'll close in the UK, or then we'll combine everything. Will that be allowed? Will it happen? Key questions. Don't have any answers for you. I'm afraid nobody seems to at this point, because if, Jim, it, it... goes beyond midnight tomorrow night, then Microsoft's, it's not a question of whether they're going to be able to close this deal at this point. Almost any, almost just, everyone thinks they will be able to figure it out. That Codex can get a better price. For but, well, if he's in a position to ask for more, right. and it won't be a higher price for the company because Very then you have to refile the merger agreement, it actually would be, let me use some of the four bucks a share in cash that I've amassed just right. during the, this time since you announced the deal to pay my shareholders a special dividend. Maybe it's five bucks. That's money that obviously would be Microsoft's when they complete the deal, so Microsoft has to sign off on it. it. But that's one thing that certainly Activision shareholders may ask for. But it's it's still... A lot of people think Microsoft has... Listen, I have underestimated their ability to somehow navigate what seemed an unnavigable situation. And, and but, they managed to do it, amazingly enough. But so don't you think we can't of, count them out in terms of being able to close well, this deal in the next day or so. But don't you think some of it is just to say, all right, look, this Lena Khan and the FTC, we actually have the firepower to beat them. We're just going to keep going and keep going. And finally, just, FTC played its hand, and they only had one expert, and the expert seemed, uh, let's say, uh, ill-advised in the way he argued. That's right. It didn't One work. expert. Yep. After a million pages, what, a million pages of documents and 30 interviews, they produced one expert who didn't seem to have anything that I felt was cogent. I know. But guys, on the FTC front, by the way, there's more this morning. Uh, there is a deal in which Constellation Software's Perseus Group is buying Black Knight's Optimal Blue yes. business. It's not something that would we typically report on, but what it is is an attempt by ICE, owner of the New York Stock Exchange, by the way, to... Um, to get past the FTC. Uh, the FTC filed suit against ICE in March, their deal to acquire Black Knight, saying it would give them a significant position in the market for loan origination, origination software, which it could use to push customers to its other mortgage services and products instead of competitor offerings. And so the question is, will this divestiture of Optimal Blue provide what is, let's call it, a feasible path to guarantee the deal with ICE actually happens? That's a key there. You can see why Black Knight is up so much. It's because of that uh, deal to sell um, Optimal Blue to Constellation Software for 700 
million. A lot of people feel it might be a steal for Constellation. And again, that was a deal that was worth about 85 a share when it was originally announced, mostly cash, some stock. And that was, uh, that was almost, that was over a year ago. That was May 4th, 2022, guys. Well, that's the new way it works. Yeah. That's why there's been so few. Exactly. I, I know that behind the scenes, the Justice Department can't really figure out how these advisors and lawyers continue to say, hey, listen, don't worry about this deal. When the, there's grave, grave concern that the deal won't pass. I know. It's just people who want to make more money. And then Pfizer CGEN's the last one where oh, they, yeah. got a sec- they got a second request, Pfizer even though they that. filed, even they though they pulled that. and refiled, they still got the second request from the FTC. They do say they expect to promptly respond to the second request and continue to work cooperatively with the FTC in the review of the merger. This, of course, the biggest deal of the year, right? Or one of the right, biggest uh, right. Pfizer's acquisition of CGEN. Um, I'm told, listen, they've been preparing for day one with, for a second request, so they're going to move quickly. They're not kidding when they say promptly. Right. And you can see it's not having an impact at all on CGEN's price. They need this cancer, these cancer formulations CGEN has because Pfizer's stock just continues to be under tremendous pressure. It's been amazing how poorly that stock has done. Speaking yeah, of all pre- that money that they had from yeah. them. Speaking COVID. of pressure, AT&T down another 4%. It's now below a $100 billion market value Whew. on this downgrade from City. This concern now about lead wrapped Well, they're trying to get ahead of cables. it because they weren't ahead of the J&J and they weren't ahead of the 3M. The analysts just kept defending and defending and then they realized, holy cow, we're up against the plaintiff's bar, which is more powerful than... I mean, when you talk to the defense on any of these, Carl, about the, the plaintiff's bar, they're in disbelief, but they seem to forget that the juries think that the truth is an abstraction. Hmm. What do they think? The truth is what? An abstraction. Wow. You mean that the companies are better poised to pay penalties than they are? Yeah, well, the the juries don't. The juries look at the plaintiffs. Uh, They feel badly for the plaintiffs, so they award the plaintiffs money. I mean, they don't sit there and listen to what now J&J wins its share of cases. 3M didn't win its share of cases. But there is a notion that of existential uh, existentialism. Uh, people felt that 3M might have to pay as much as $60 billion. They don't have that kind of money. So what's happened is, is that we're finally reckoning that the juries are runaway juries, basically, and just saying, why not give these plaintiffs what they want? It started with a Missouri decision that got all the Supreme Court. And they want, well, it didn't get there. They decided not to review it. Missouri, right. They want, the plaintiffs won billions of dollars. And, and this is J&J. And I think that what's happened in the country, and a lot of, of the corporations are very concerned, is that once you get in front of a jury, the jury is not sitting there listening to why ATT is, is, isn't culpable. They're saying, oh, that plaintiff, I feel so bad for them. Let's just give them the money. And that's, that's the toughest part. Yeah, that's a remarkable uh, price action in T uh, this morning. Uh, more macro, Jim. S&P is holding on to uh, 4505. We did get um, 52-week highs in the last week on the industrials and the transports. And Dow Theory chatter is raising its head again. Yeah, I mean, this is the problem with, we keep hearing about the Magnificent Seven dominating everything, but in reality, enterprise software has been keeping things going, and a lot of the, we got a lot of uh, price target boosts for the for the rails, the industrials, particularly ones that are related to the uh, Build Back Better, so to speak, and the IRA, are doing incredibly well. Uh, anything aerospace is doing well. I mean, David, we've got a uh, really a broad market, and by the way, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan, we're good. We have a very broad market as of, say, Friday. Yeah, you think so? 
products. I think so. Now we'll see this week. With that number. You know, more yeah. than 10% of the S&P reports, but I just am kind of a, a other than retail, there's just yeah. so many companies well, bre- doing well. The breadth has, has gotten much better in the last week. It's JPM really- is the leading Dow name. Uh, uh, we've got a piece up this morning about Goldman and how wide the range is on their quarter. I think 33 cents to $5. Yeah, I mean, and remember, they have this huge real estate hit they may have to take because they invest a lot in real estate. A lot of people feel that Goldman Sachs so far, you know, softened the beach before they put the number out. There are other people who say that, wow, Goldman has fallen on hard times. And that will be the decision. That's really the disparity, is whether they're owning up or falling on hard times. And David, I think you could argue either one. Speaking of falling on hard times, guys, just a quick look at uh, a company I used to talk about, Altice. Remember, they bought Cablevision. They bought Suddenly. They took on enormous amounts of debt. This is Patrick Drahi, ATUS. Chairman resigned from the board. He said, see you later. I'm out of here. Uh, Altice is now a $1.3 billion company. Obviously, it's all about the debt for this company. Go back. Go back a couple of years, guys, just to show. That doesn't capture it at all. Thank you. They have huge cash Keep flow. Keep going. Keep going. David, they have huge cash flow. Um, they got a, a lot of debt, and they've got it very, there it is. Wow. Very competitive market. Well, there was a time when we talked about it because it had a significant market cap. was a real player, number three, yeah, but right? David, you should, unless you were connected with Bed Bath & Beyond, you haven't filed bankruptcy. Last I looked, they weren't the you know, Christmas, Christmas tree company and Harmon face values and Altice. A lot of debt. No, there's been it's a lot of debt. Carl, there's been so few bankruptcies of any size that it that you keep waiting for the Fed to say, you know what, there've been enough bankruptcies, but there really haven't been any bankruptcies other than that bad. It's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the private bankruptcies beginning to yes, tick up. Yes. Yeah. Well, you have retail. Uh, wasn't Party there, City. And wasn't there a David's or something? Wasn't that they go? Oh, you mean the bridal? Yeah, the bridal. I don't know. It's been I'm married. Just trying to come up with a. I few. can't get married again to be able to boost their sales. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, that's terrible. <laughs> that was horrible. That but don't not, worry. She doesn't watch came, the show. That don't worry. About, you, know, you could renew Andy. your vows. Renew your vows. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I intend to do. Eighth best will, day ever. Will you have another one of those parties? They're so much fun. The 500-person invites? Yeah, like the second time, the third time. My wife great. does throw second best day ever, third best day ever anniversary parties, which she insists that nobody speaks. We play a... The band is not allowed to take a break, and everyone has the greatest time. And I'm going to insist right now that we do it again. Oh, why not? Like she's ever watched the show. She actually, she actually, like one time said, "I called you, you didn't pick up." I said, "Well, it's nine fifteen. I said, "Well, what's the matter with that?" <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, have a, I have a show. I mean, well, a reminder: you can catch Jim every morning at nine a.m. You can also uh, sign up with the CNBC Investing Club. Just uh, go to cnbc.com/slash/join-the-club to find out more. Or use the QR code on your screen. It takes you right there. As we go to break, we are in a Fed blackout, as you know by now. So uh, mercifully free of Fed speak in the next few days, but yields a little higher. Two-year back above uh, four and three quarters. Back in a minute. Got some winners on the NASDAQ 100. Netflix number one there. A lot of discussion about the signups they've had on a gross basis Last month, uh, one of the best in several years. We'll see what it means for earnings later this week. Don't forget that rebalance on the NDX happens Friday night. And uh, today, B of A points out the Magnificent Seven has gone up 12 weeks in a row. 37%. Just those seven. Rashomon. We'll get stop trading with Jim in a minute. It's time for Jim and stop trading. I think there's a lot of talk about the irrelevancy, increasing relevancy of city. 
That's right, of Citigroup. $89 billion, Goldman Sachs $113 billion, Morgan Stanley $144 billion, Wells Fargo $162 billion, of course, uh, $442 billion for J.P. Morgan. But when I look at Citi, and of course there's a, the book value discrepancy, with the tangible book is so much higher than this, I'm beginning to wonder whether we even have to include it. Right now there was like a notion that there was a big three that reported, there was a big two that reported. Citi is becoming an asterisk, and I think that they have to do something even with capital raise. Uh, there, there was a big go around with Morgan, you know, with, with J.P. Morgan and Citi when it came to the bond position. Citi uh, was able to argue that they have a lot of other businesses that make it so it contributes to their their so-called bond uh, problem, which they they rationalize. But I just am talking about how you know what I, I spent about two minutes reading their their conference call. I, I have to focus on relevance. Hmm. That's you're cutting deep, man. Well, the first cut's the deepest. Yeah. Uh, the CFO was talking a lot Friday night about how much they've cut their risk-weighted assets over the last couple of years. Well, they've also cut their relevance. I mean, we had Larry Fink here. You want relevance. Larry Fink is relevance. I, I think that Citi, look, it's it's okay. Not every bank is stays as, you know. A, if a there was the ability of, to consolidate the banking industry, do you think oh, it would be absolutely. a part of? Oh, I'd buy State Street, which also had a terrible quarter would be a terrific combination. Get some assets in there that stick here. But no, I, look, I'm just saying, when you look at market cap and you read the, figure out the sure. tangible book and you, you look at what they're saying, frankly, you come back and say, why am I focusing on this company? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll, get, we'll get over true. half of the KRE this week. It's going to be busy on the regional front. Well, How about tonight? Okay, so tonight, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a couple of things. I'm beginning a series this week about the relevance of enterprise software and how that's increased. And it, while the Magnificent Seven, is obviously so much of the 40% of the market that is tech. It's changing, and it's changing, and it's going toward, you saw that we put the list up of stocks that are doing well. Enterprise software is where you have to be. And we are detailing to the, the people who don't really understand enterprise software, which are the winners. And look, I'm, oh, they're making just seven music. Look, I'm not disparaging City. I'm just saying it's not as relevant yep. as it that's the Spanish. Buckles. Horse Buckles was really good I, I in that. Can't and, imagine they're going to love that. But. Bronson. I thought Bronson would be like in Great Escape where he would make it. I never thought Bronson would make it. <laughs> Jim, we'll see you tonight. Looking yeah. forward to that. Coburn was so software. Cool. I wanted to be Coburn so much. <laughs> I was so not Coburn. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.